who said the parable but with the listener of the parable. So we will expand a little bit later about, about this, but let me give you some examples that we, will, that we found here in the Scripture. In the times of Jesus, people followed Jesus for different reasons, right? Some people were following Jesus because he was feeding them. You remember a couple of Sundays ago, we saw how he fed 5,000 plus wives plus kids. So probably around 20,000 people. So then he went to pray and then he was walking on the, on the water and then he appeared to the disciples on a boat. And then he went to a different place. And guess what? People were waiting for him in the other side. Waiting for breakfast again. And Jesus told him, Ah, I know why you are here. <laughs> right? I know that you are following me because you, I gave you food yesterday and you want breakfast. Right? So I know your intention. And he started to tell them what is the cost for being a disciple of Jesus. And then people said, I'm sorry, Jesus. Thank you, but bye. And left Jesus. So there you see people following Jesus for different reasons. You know, one fish and bread. Some others wanted to find something wrong to accuse him and to kill him. And some others were following Jesus because they were curious about Jesus. We want to see this miracle worker and we want to see how these tricks are happening, you know, in, in, in real life, you know, how these uh, magic tricks are happening through Jesus. And those were the wrong reasons to follow Jesus. And that's what we find in the first uh, verses in chapter 13. The same day, Jesus has been talking about the cost of discipleship. He was talking about a lot of uh, other things with uh, the, the disciples. And then we, we read in verse 1, chapter 13, the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him. So that he got into a boat and sat down, sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables. He told them not just one parable, but many things in parables. But after saying many things in parables, if you read the closing verse that Song Li was reading this morning in verse 9... After the parable of the sower, he said this in verse 9. He who has ears, let him hear. The crowd didn't understood a thing about the parable. Not even the disciples, right? But then the disciples asked Jesus, why do you talk, why do you talk to them in parables or why do you talk to us in parables because they didn't understand as well and Jesus answered that question in verse 10 in the same chapter 13 and says to you let's come in the explanation it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven but 
to the crowd, it has not been given. To some, to you, it has been given the secrets of the kingdom, but not to the crowd. In other words, Jesus was saying, well, their hearts are looking for something that I am not offering to them. Their hearts are looking for something that is not the kingdom of heaven. They are looking probably for a kingdom, an earthly kingdom. They want to get rid of the Roman Empire. They want, to, they want to have food every day by Jesus, by a miracle. And Jesus was telling them, no, to them, the secrets of the kingdom are hidden. So Matthew 13 starts with this first picture. This is is the first parable of the kingdom. It's like, a, this was like, a, have you ever seen this magic eye that is like a picture that you see it and you concentrate your two eyes and then it's like a very abstract and when you start to put your eyes in the center, you start to see the real picture. By the way, I cannot see I will never going to be seen because in order to see those big eye picture or um, magic eye pictures, you need to have your two eyes and I just have one. So I can spend all day watching and center my eye, my eye in that picture and I will never see the picture. So that is what Jesus is going to do right now. He was presenting this magic eye picture and people were looking and they were looking very, very attentive, probably, but they couldn't see the whole picture that was hidden. But Jesus was telling them, these are the secrets that I will tell you. So it started in the, in the parable of the sower, and he interpreted to the disciples later in verses 18 and verses Verses 18 to 23, he gives the interpretation of this parable, parable of the sower. So, if we see the parable of the sower, we are going to see three very key important elements. The first is the sower, of course. The second is the seed. And the third is the different types of soil. If we do a comparison chart with two columns, the column A and the column B, we are going to see that in the column A is verses 3 to 9, and is Jesus telling the parable to the crowd and to the disciples. But then in the column B, we can see the interpretation of the parable. So if we compare those things, these two things, we will find that Jesus explains what is the seed then later in the interpretation, in the explanation. Then Jesus explains what the soil means, right? But then the sower is not mentioned in the interpretation. But please do not panic. Later, Jesus, in verse 37, in the same chapter, explaining another parable to the disciples, he told the disciples, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. So we can conclude that the one who sows initially is the Lord Jesus. But we can 
go beyond that. Because Jesus is the first who preached salvation in his name. But then later, the disciples, they become the apostles or the sent ones. They were preaching as well the message of the gospel. And then the church continued preaching the message of the gospel. And then all of us, if we belong to the kingdom, are invited. All of us, we are invited to be sowers and to spread the message of the gospel so there you have if we continue with the comparison chart the next question then is what is the seed right we saw the sower and now we are going to see what is the seed and jesus in his explanation says the seed is the word of the kingdom or is the message of the kingdom. And what is this message? The message of the, of the kingdom is that God is the king over a spiritual kingdom. And he is inviting people to come into his reign. And that kingdom offers joy, offers peace, and fulfillment, and satisfaction, and spiritual blessings. This kingdom involves all of that. And you enter the kingdom by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. That is the message of the kingdom. That is the seed that is the, 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 the gospel that we ought to proclaim and tell others about it, right? So, now, continue with the comparison chart. We are going to start looking to the soils. So, column A, we see in verse 4, the first soil along the path. And we read in verse 4, And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Column B, Jesus explaining this, this uh, soil says, That is when someone, and you pay attention to this, someone that hears the word of the good news, the word of the kingdom, but don't understand it. And the evil one means the birds come and takes away what has been sowed in the heart of this person, of this soil. So what is Jesus trying to tell us is that there is this kind of person who resists that is very hard, that opposed to the message of the gospel. In the book of Psalms, it's called this same soil is the fool, the fool one. And Psalm 14, 1 says that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. There is no God. A hardened heart, a hardened heart cannot respond to the message of the gospel. 
It is never broken by God's word. And it's never softened by repentance. Have you ever experienced sometimes that you are telling someone about Jesus? You are explaining them about the, the, the salvation, the blessings that come that, that comes through him and by faith, believing in his name. And you feel like you are hitting a wall, right? It's, it's that kind of, of person that the Bible is describing here. But then there is an active enemy. And it's clear there, because Jesus explaining says the enemy is the Satan, the evil one. So this heart is heavy, surrounded by a satanic activity. The enemy wants to take away the seed. Satan wants to make sure that the seed has never. Ha, never has a chance to penetrate the soil. He takes, out, takes it away, maybe through fear of men, or maybe through pride, or maybe through doubt, or maybe through stubbornness. No, I don't want to listen to this. Please, if we are going to continue our friendship, I have heard people telling me, if we are going to continue being friends, let's talk about something else, but not about Jesus. And it's okay. But this is the hard heart. This is the hard heart. And this is a very unfortunate situation. But let's move now to the second type of soil. And we find the second type of soil in verses 5 and 6. This is the rocky, the rocky ground. And verses 5 and 6 says, Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depths of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they wither away. Column B, the explanation of Jesus. This is the one, again, who hears the word. Notice, all of them, all the types of the soil, hear the word. But this hears the word and immediately, Jesus said, receive it with great joy, but has no firm root. It's only temporary when affliction, when persecution arises because of the word, because of the message of the gospel, is not any kind of suffering. It's, an, it's not any kind of persecution. It's because of the word. So, then, it immediately falls away. The picture here is very clear. Here's a person with a shallow faith. He's very superficial. He thinks for a moment that the message is for him. And this person has a moment of excitement. But when the sun rises and the heat comes, when affliction arises and when 
persecution hits, this person is not willing to pay the price of following Jesus. Following Jesus may cost us relationships. Following Jesus may cost us a job promotion. Job promotion. Thank you, darling. May cost us our own reputation. But not just that. Following Jesus may cost us persecution. In his book about the parables, Craig Bloomerd noted that in the 20th, listen to this, in the 20th, in the 20th century, there were more martyrs for the Christian faith worldwide than in all 19 previous centuries combined. That means now. So I wonder, how willing are we to suffer persecution and martyrdom because we follow Jesus and we, because we proclaim the truth of this book? I wonder if they close one day this place if we are going to risk our lives to go under, under the ground to get together and to sing in silence. Because it's prohibited to do what we did in this morning, what we did this morning. That is, was, is what Jesus was telling us about this soil. But what do, why we don't bring this closer to home? I know people, and I know the Pastor Douglas know people as well, that they have been denied family inheritance just because they, have, they follow Jesus. Are we willing to lose everything because we follow Jesus? I know you look very serious, but let's move then to the next soil. The next soil is among the thorns, and that's in verse 7. Column A, other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Choke them. Choke. Choke them. You got it. <laughs> or you read it. <laughs> Jesus then, column B, explained that this is the one who hears again the word. But the one who cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. And that choke the word. And make the seed unfruitful. 
The word of God becomes unfruitful when our focus, when our passion, when our desires are in this world. The cares of this world are so much a part of our lives that they can slowly take over our time, our minds, and our loyalties. The deceitfulness of riches. Oh, and it's so deceitful that it's very hard even to notice when the word of God is being buried Because we love the richness. Because we love this world too much. Jesus again was telling us in Matthew 6.24. No one can serve two masters. He was telling us very clear. No one can serve God and can serve money. And then in Matthew 16, 26, again, he says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? It's very clear, the message. But the richness, money, comfortability choke and make us unfruitful. Ask yourself. I sometimes I ask myself as well. Why is that I want a second job? And why I'm thinking I should have a third job? <laughs> yes, I, I wonder. How you do that? But sometimes moves us this ambition to get more money. Not because we need but because we want more money. I wonder sometimes if we will accept a job offer that will take us away of Sunday's worship time, if it's going to take us away from the people that is helping us to grow and mature in the Christian faith just because we want more money. I'm not saying that money is wrong. But the Bible and Jesus was telling us as well, is the love of money the root of many, many, many problems in the Christian life? Makes you unfruitful. Makes you unproductive. The word that they're using is like, makes you like you were amputated from your arms and legs, useless. And there is much more to say about this soil, so much to learn from this parable. And this is a good time for all of us, I mean, including myself, to examine our own hearts. Examine, thank you, our own hearts. What kind of soil we are? Where are, where are our priorities? What occupies our minds? What or who is our passion? 
What happens to the word of God after we hear it? After we read it? What happened to the word of God? But last soil is in verse 8. Other seeds fell on good soil and produce grain. Some of hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Let me, let me close with this. The difference between the soil... The, the difference between the soil is not hearing. They all hear the word of God, the word of the kingdom, the message of the kingdom. All for soil hear to some extent and accept it for some time. Even the first soil, the seed is for a time in the path. But the one difference between these three soils and the good soil is that the good soil soil bears fruit. And let me tell you a couple of things here. Bears fruit, yes. There is some people, some soil that is going to produce a lot of fruit. We are not going to produce the same fruit, the same amount of fruit, but there is going to be fruit. That's, that's going to be a good, a good thing. Even if it's a little fruit, even if it's one, they produce fruit. These are men and women, boys and girls, who hear the word of God and understand what God is asking them to do and put it into practice. And they produce hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. In this heart there is genuine repentance. They really listen to the word of God and they say, these are the things that I need to left behind in order to be a disciple of Jesus. He bears fruit. He's not just a hearer of the word, but James says, but a doer of the word. He bears fruit, a harvest of love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, even a little. Or even just one. But bears fruit. This person is willing to sacrifice comfort and recognition. If these things take their attention from the word of God and from the gospel and, what, and from what there is really important, these people live radical, radical lives. They don't serve themselves but serve others.
they grow in the knowledge of the Lord. They enjoy to obey the word of God. They enjoy to, to do what the word of God is asking them to do. They enjoy to be with the people of God. To worship together God. Because that is what the word of God is asking them to do. They sacrifice everything to be with the people of God. To invest in the people of God. To give for the kingdom of God. May, may the Lord grant us a heart for Him and for His Word this morning. Let me close with verse 9 again. He who has ears, let him hear. Do you have ears? Yes. What is your soil this morning? What is your heart? Where is your heart? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for opening, Lord, our understanding. And Jesus, thank you for explaining this parable. Thank you for giving us this picture of the kingdom. This picture how it looks to be part of the kingdom. This clear picture of what it looks not to be part of the kingdom. For this picture that makes us aware of the things that take away, Lord, the word of the gospel, the word of the kingdom from our hearts. Give us ears, Lord. Give us understanding and give us a heart to put into practice all the things that you want us to do for your glory. In Jesus', in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Let's stand up this morning and let's sing together this beautiful, this beautiful song, Let Your Kingdom Come.